0: And okay. I do feel like they set my girl up. They set her up to oh. fail. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there was no way she could come out of that looking all right. And they set her up, yeah. but anyway.
1: Oh, another relaunch, the official first episode. Ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah. This is very exciting. I'm excited. I'm excited. This should be a lot of fun. And this was a big week too. We had like a lot I mean, honestly not a lot of books, but a lot of stuff happened in the books that did come out. I agreed. It was yeah. a very 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 big week. And I guess you know, we'll just get straight into it. And honestly, no, we're actually not going to start with that. We're going to do that one last. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know you know exactly which book I'm talking about. You already about. know, yeah. <laughs> um, so, no, actually, um, I'll do a quick plug for my favorite character and my favorite book, Aquaman, currently okay. written by Kelly Sue DeConnick.
0: We love and
1: her. She is amazing. Um, She's done a lot of great work. She came onto the book, I want to say, with issue... 48, 49, I'd have to double check that. Don't fact check me, Um, Mm -hmm. but she actually came in like on a very temporary basis. She was only supposed to do maybe I think an arc or so, but DC kept her on. So she's been on the book for, I wanna say maybe about like 20 issues or so now, and she's actually winding down her run. And so the current two issues are an Aqualad focused story written by a new writer named Jordan Clark He's a really really awesome nice guy. I follow him on Twitter. And this is basically his first big comics work. Um, he is a black gay man from Baltimore.
0: Yes, let's like yeah. For that.
1: Yeah, right? So that's it's been like super exciting to like kind of watch him grow and like put this out there and be like super proud of it. And his story is focusing on Aqualad, who is Aquaman's gay sidekick, gay black sidekick. Most people know him from Young Justice. And yes. the, the the iconic. <laughs> and, it, it, you know, I think this is just a really good story. So when Aqua first was created, he was not a gay character. When DC went through one of their reboots <laughs> this one called Rebirth um, the character was reintroduced into their universe and he was revealed to be gay and so it hasn't been like a super huge plot point in a lot of the books but it does get mentioned a lot I think the thing with Jackson Aqualad is that he hasn't had too many super focused stories just on him and so with this one Jordan basically gets out there, him being gay, like how he feels about it. The first two times that he revealed to people that he was gay, mainly his parents, his mom had like a very adverse reaction to it. Black Manta had a very, I don't care. Like, I don't know you. I just found out you're my son. Why would I care about you being gay? And so in this arc, he actually meets the AI version of his grandfather. Oh, that's cool. And so he's like super apprehensive about actually telling him that he's gay just because of how he did with the parents and that reaction they had. And it's really, really nice to read because I feel like that's just a very real reaction that a gay person would have. Like all of the people who are supposed to support you and love you, you come out to them and it's kind of like not what you expect it to be. And so now here you are with yet another family member who you're really just meeting, who's also not real, but we'll glaze past that. And you're revealing this thing about yourself, and you don't know how he's gonna react. So Jackson's like super apprehensive to it. And I just thought that was super interesting and super relatable. And Jordan Clark is doing a really good job making that story for Jackson. And I just think that's awesome. I think that's dope. You're making me wanna jump on Aquaman now. I feel like. So I will let me tell you DC has a lot of problems. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a story for another day. But DC has a lot of problems but Aquaman has consistently been one of their best books. Mm. You know, I think all of the writers who have come on have been very strong. Dan Abnett, Kelly Sue, um, someone else had a run that I can't remember right now, but they've all been doing just like really consistent work with Arthur and Mara and building up that whole world. And because Aquaman is popular, but not super popular, he doesn't get all the like editorial interference it's kind of um, like we're going to push this character because people know him but at the same time they feel as though i guess maybe he's not important enough to have his world rocked in a major way so they kind of leave his stories alone so where's they're constantly messing with batman superman wonder woman flash you know just batman really, again because it's always batman batman again <laughs> <laughs> you know batman again you know aquaman's just kind of been left alone to do his own thing and it has been the biggest blessing in the world for that book so if you've ever had any type of interest in Man, it's something I really say that I think people should pick up again Kelly Sue is a pretty great writer I think she hits things that Arthur never really dealt with in terms of his mom Like a lot of people constantly play up, you know, he's King of Atlantis. She plays up like how he's got mommy issues, which is like super real. He does. His mom basically abandoned him when he was a child. Um, She deals with things about how they say he is this person who deals with all this persecution because he's from a different world, but he's also still this white guy. It's like, who's really persecuting you? And this is all in Kelly Sue's run? This is all in Kelly Sue's run oh um and and it's really it's like i'll I'll never forget so the the episode the issue where aqualad actually first comes to the island that aquaman lives on he gets arrested yeah and like for no other reason that he's a black guy and so and, and they actually talk about it like aquaman goes to pick him up and he's like i'm so sorry that happened to you like i like to think my town is better than this i like to think that we know better obviously they still have work to do and i still have work to do with them to make them understand so it's like really good it's just like she really has done a lot of different things that you don't necessarily get in an aquaman run and i super appreciate it and so everyone gonna get that i wonder if she kind of like was had
0: any input on bringing in the writer to do the aqua story you know because it's it's obvious that he would have a better understanding of kinda how to write that story. I wonder if she was like, let me kind of step aside and give this to someone who would probably so do a better I job d- with
1: it. I know for sure that he stepped in because she fell behind. Like she's been very vocal. I like, oh, wow, okay. like with with quarantine stuff and then like she's married you know, she's married to Matt Fraction. Right, right. Yeah. Um and they've got their kids and like going right. back to school and everything like that. Um Real life. kinda Yeah, she just was saying how she just really started to kind of fall behind. And that is how Jordan came in as the guest writer and she was just like so appreciative and her run is ending soon so I think this is like a time like if you want to really get into it like you can get a whole reading of it at one sitting you don't have to like come in midway and then go back and pick up a bunch of issues it's like pick it up from the beginning read these issues and then you're done I
0: have DC Universe soon to be DC Universe Infinite um And <laughs> and I will definitely have to check more of this out. I like Sue. Like, so, uh, excuse me. I like Kelly Sue. So
1: She's I'm a into this woman. She's very consistent in her writing. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, the second big book of the week, which was just fantastic, was yeah. Immortal She-Hulk. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I read this. I read yeah. this one. I'm so glad. So. You guys, LZ is like very fake when it comes to She Hulk. Okay, <laughs> I mean, okay, he is, he is very fake when it comes to She Hulk. It's very like I don't know. I don't see it for her. I mean,
0: you didn't have to put me on the Summer Jam screen, but no, fine. I, I, I right. definitely
1: <laughs> did we have to air that. We have to let the people know. Um, but so I, I'm huge Owl wing fan, like massive. Yeah, and he's great. I There's very few things that he's written that I have not enjoyed, and his Immortal Hulk consistently, probably the best book Marvel's putting out right now. That is insane.
0: I haven't started that one yet. I know, mm-hmm. I know, everyone, mm-hmm. I know. It's... I hear great things about it, and I still haven't started it yet. It's in my Marvel Unlimited library, but all I ever hear about is how great this book is and like I'm not a Hulk fan and I see people who are also like me who aren't Hulk fans go up
1: for this book. So, I'm one of those people. I've never been an incredible Hulk fan. It no, just don't see it for him. He, he just doesn't do it for me. Like I don't get it. Um and I don't even really remember how I started to read this. I think I was on a plane going on a trip somewhere and it was like again, I like you said people had just spoken about the book so highly and I remember reading an interview and Al Ewing was talking about how he was kind of giving it this horror concept and I really like horror comics. Again, huge Al Ewing fan. So I was just like, the first eight issues at the time were on the Marvel Unlimited app. So I'm like on the flight and I was like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and read it, blown away. Soon as I landed, went ahead and bought all of it up to the current issue, which I think at that time it was at like 14 or 15. And every month I'm here. It is just the character work. And I, again, never been an Incredible Hulk fan. Once this run ends, I will probably never read another Incredible Hulk comic <laughs> again. <laughs> it um, it, but it's it's just amazing. The way that he's weaving the story, it's very, and again, it's, it's at a point now where it's very far along. And I feel like a lot of Marvel writers, comic writers in general these days, don't get to tell their full story with their character. No. Or don't. their book is constantly just like relaunched, rebooted, new number one. This is one of the few books that has gotten just the room to breathe. It has consistently gained readers throughout its entire run so far. And it's just amazing. And I I I, I, would, I can't speak highly enough about the book. At this point, like, when I tell people about it, I have nothing else to say other than just read it. Just read it. i want to start that. it. I got um, to. Yeah, you got to. So with that being said, when this one shot was announced, I was super excited because Ewing has just been doing amazing, amazing things with Bruce and Hulk. And I have not been a huge fan of She-Hulk's current characterization.
0: You mean
1: like the Avengers? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I
0: mean, I, I, I was on that book for a little bit, you know. I'm a Captain Marvel stan, <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah. I, uh, which which I see in Immortal She-Hulk, you know, uh, <laughs> Jennifer is down is down with Carol too. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get mm-hmm. there. But you know, I I was into that Avengers book for a little bit, but like, it it's not going anywhere for me. It feels yeah, like it's trying to make some kind of thing that will de- be developed into a movie at some point.
1: Agreed. It's it's just not for me. And you know, I realized over the years. Um, although I can read Avengers book, I am not a fan of most of the Avengers characters together. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, it, it it just like does. It. And so, and then that's the thing. It's like the characters who I don't like are typically some of the biggest Avengers. Iron Man. I do not see it for Iron Man ever. in the slightest, like okay. ever, oh,
0: wow, never okay. have,
1: never yeah. have um i'm also just not a huge fan of like the technology type characters okay fair um suits of armor, whatever magic armor whatever it does it just <laughs> can it it just doesn't do it for me okay um the Hulk? Uh, no i said the Hulk. i mean yes the hulk also <laughs> uh <laughs> thor oh. like don't really see it for the only time these and it's interesting because the only time I have ever liked Thor was during Jason Aaron's Thor run. Yeah. I kind of, um, yeah, super amazing. Um, I, I do love Captain America. I won't lie about that. Um, I mean, Captain you Marvel. Like you do. Don't see it for her. Captain Marvel. We've, that is. We you and I have discussed this. <laughs> and again, and again, that'll probably be another thing that we'll talk about in another episode. <laughs> it is, it, is <laughs> we'll save that okay. she hulk that's who we're talking about right yeah. now um i haven't been a huge fan of her current characterization despite being a huge fan of the character um i actually recently got into she hulk i want to say maybe like five years ago uh,
0: okay so you're like a fairly recent
1: i was stan. always like
0: fan or stan
1: stan definitely okay she's right. like a fave. she's like fave All right. um I was always kind of like a far away fan, Like I saw her. I, I'm, I'm I'm, into street level stuff. Right. Um, but of course I was apprehensive because I'm not a huge Hulk fan. So I didn't really feel like I would gel with She-Hulk, but things that I had seen with She-Hulk in it, I felt a little bit more. Okay. I might be able to ride with this. I might be able to do this. Um, and so I was on some form on a comic book site one day and they were talking about Dan Slot's run. And I was like, you know, I kind of like Dan Slot. I know he's a bit of a controversial person for a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm, myself. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but I was like, a lot of the stuff that I had run, I mean, I had read from Dan Slot, I really, really enjoyed. And so I had actually tried to read the Charles Sewell She-Hulk run. And it was fine. I enjoyed that. I didn't really care for the art. It was, it was, if it had to be to your taste, I'll say that. <laughs> okay, um, right.
0: Right. Yeah. New thing, you know, it's
1: just, it's not for you. Exactly. It just wasn't for me. Um, The story itself was fine. And so I went back, I read the dance slot run, loved it. I was like, oh, this is amazing. Went back again. Um, and just started reading like her books from her original series, other books she had from the 70s. Um, there was the Tamaki run that also came out a few years ago. Went back and reread that. I just like consumed everything she-hulk, and I was just blown away. The stories were fun, uh, the characterization was great. Jen has just this very good-natured. Just great ambiance about her, you know, and I think her and her stories are also funny, you know, and I think in a lot of Marvel titles starring the women the writers i don't know how to put this so it sounds good so i'm just actually not gonna say it just forget what i was just saying right there (laughs) (laughs) um but she hopes books always just felt different she also breaks the fourth wall which like which is a super fun thing that she does does she still do that uh i haven't seen her well i haven't really been paying that much attention to attention to avengers so i haven't seen it there Um, i
0: doubt she'd even do it now in her like enraged monster state so yeah
1: so that was another thing i also am not a fan of like monster sheet hulk yeah yeah i i just think it's a little tired um <laughs> so i was shocked that ewing was able to kind of like make it work you know yeah. oh yeah this is this issue was really good the issue itself was just really really good i love the entire discussion first of all again i love wolverine yeah. So as soon as I saw that he was guest starring, I was like, yeah, I'm in. And sure. once I saw the preview of them having the conversation of her asking him about death, perfect. You know, yeah. if there's anyone you're going to talk to death about, it's going to be Warren. Oh, yeah. He <laughs> He'd <have> been there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he has done it. He has killed the people. He has. He he knows all about it, and so I just yeah, thought yeah. that conversation was like super poignant. I thought the bits that they talked about Krakow was actually really great, also. You Absolutely, know, he was kind of like, "It's only bad to you because you can't go. Like, yeah. if it never existed, you wouldn't care at all." Um, Relatable, and very. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if you
0: if you uh, didn't, if you had access to it, you wouldn't care.
1: Yeah, and it's just like, but you don't, and so now it's a problem, um, and. Ewing taking her through the journey of her three deaths which is really well done and the trauma and She-Hulk is a character who has like dealt with a lot of trauma you know in the Tamahiran she was dealing with her problems and she was going to therapy and she was sad she was depressed that's when she was like gray um she's had a lot of instability in her life she's had a lot of just really bad moments that have almost taking her out mentally, you know, not even like, obviously she's She-Hulk, she is like strong. She can resist almost anything, Um, but it's Jennifer Walters who suffers. Yeah. And I just thought the way he did that, he pulled that in was like just amazing. It was like, yeah. I
0: I feel like he, again, I haven't really, I haven't read Immortal Hulk yet and I'm going to get to it, but Ewing, I did read Empire um mm. and i as feelings about that aside i will say that it did pay homage to continuity mm. and i wonder if that is like ewing's doing i know that empire was both him and dan slot but i wonder if he just really knows how to kind of like take someone's continuity in their past and kind of weave it forward and kind of push it yeah. forward and kind of go now and that's kind of what i got from this she Hulk book with him going back and showing the different times that she's died and how it's like mm-hmm. actually affected her, and you know, her going into this the place below, which I yes. thought was so
1: sinister. Oh my gosh, ah, <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> the, green door. the art was real, the art was amazing and totally did the story. I need to find out, go back and see who the artist was for this book because he was really good. So I'm John, John, Davis, Davis, Hunt. John
0: Davis Hunt, yeah,
1: yeah, fantastic. I think this was the first thing I've ever seen from him.
0: I don't recognize that name.
1: Um, Super talented. He really sold the scenes, the horror, the creepiness, the fear, the sadness. Oh, yeah. I I was like, yeah, I'm here for that. I am absolutely here for that. I'm super hopeful that the book turns into some form of ongoing. She needs one. She needs one. She deserves one. Yeah. You know, Um, she was like, she was Marvel's premier girl for a while. You know, well, before, I mean, before it is sings. what it is. <laughs> Some stars just rise to the top. <laughs> you know, it I mean, is when, what it is. When they're when they're pushed on you, <laughs> that's what happens. <laughs> hey, you know, <laughs> we can all get the budget. <laughs> I guess you gotta you know. waste money to make money sometimes, you know?
0: How did you well, feel about them or i should say out out really showing she hulk what she told carol as she was kind of dying in this book
1: um i appreciated it you know again yep. I, think, I think now i know
0: you are not team carol but this is they, that's basically her it is kind of it's all her right. It's, it's, you know, she's she was with carol's side during civil war ii which i think was a terrible event i'm just going oh, to say it. It, it was a bad event it
1: absolutely awful there was no like
0: sides to the event there's no way you could possibly be on (laughs) (laughs) the other side of the girl on carol's side and i do feel like they set my girl up they set her up to fail fail. (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) there was no way she could come out of that looking all right and they set her up but anyway she's definitely captain marga um (laughs)
1: how
0: did you feel about that she like was on that side that she was.
1: Um, I appreciated you know. it, and I think I think it actually fell in line with kind of just the conversation that she had just had with Wolverine prior. You know, uh, at the end of the j- day, Jennifer Walters is a privileged white woman. She's a lawyer. She you know what I'm saying? Um, so she looks at the law, and even Carol, you know, as much crap as I give Carol. Carol is like space police. She's a police officer, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the way they're going to look at things is never really going to align with the way you and I would look at something. We just have completely different mindsets. We have completely different lives. The way that they live, what she does, their work, yeah, it makes sense. Um, Of course, that same lens could make you think that Jen would see it the other way um, about how profiling is wrong because she has seen so many people wrongfully sentenced you know yeah Yeah. um but they didn't take it that way so
0: (laughs) (laughs) i feel like they they probably took it the way where you were kind of saying where she is an attorney so she probably would side with the law
1: and the law would probably you know determine whether or not that person was yeah yeah no absolutely um again another book definitely definitely go and pick it up for sure um, i'm i'm hopeful for more what, what what did you take away from you know you coming into it as a non-she-hulk fan how did you feel like what was
0: your so what thought? i i picked it up because it was ewing and i'm a fan of his writing yeah. and i do like she hulk you know okay. <laughs> um i'm always support the women uh, okay. not, all of, not all of them. <laughs> I'm not a <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie. Let me not even front. Like. <laughs> but I'm gonna always support the women. Um, And I liked the concept of all of this. Like I, I liked, I heard the concept of what he was doing with the Hulk and the mm-hmm. Mortal Hulk. So I figured okay, cool. If he's kind of doing that with She-Hulk, I wonder how he's going to show that through like a different lens. Because I do feel like sometimes it can be really easy to just make all the hulks kind of read the same but Mm -hmm. i appreciate the fact that chen was always the one that had control of herself when she went into her hulk form Mm -hmm. um and she wasn't like uh she didn't lose her smarts and i really appreciated in this book with him kind of explaining like the whole sentence structure thing yeah Uh, that was really cool uh so aaron hasn't really done good with it yeah no No, 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 not at all (laughs) so i kind of went into this hoping that this would kind of make me want to learn more about she hulk and it did it definitely did because i really like the spin on this i like the way that he kind of brought in and didn't really ignore her past Mm -hmm. uh, which i feel like can be really easy when you kind of quote unquote relaunch a character to just kind of ignore it all and yeah, from and go from scratch, but I like that he kind of took her past and and launched it forward to kind of where you can kind of go from here. I don't oh see God. why they don't turn this into an ongoing. <laughs> it, it should
1: be, it be. <laughs> um, and I'm hopeful. And honestly, like we'll talk a lot more about She-Hulk. As I said, she's like she's probably my number one main Marvel girl. Like, of oh the wow. outer, of the non-X characters, like, okay, it's yeah, it's definitely She-Hulk.
0: Right. Um,
1: so. We're gonna give some time to her and we'll come back to this. And hopefully, by that time, you'll have read some Immortal Hulk so we can get yes. a little bit deeper into like some of the plot points, especially stuff like The Green Door. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like... I don't know what that is, but it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I was into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll like get into The Green Door a little bit more and like some other things like that. So I'm excited. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I hope everyone else who read it enjoyed it. I hope yeah. you tell people about it so they can go and buy it. So we can support my girl because she needs a new book. She does. I want to free her from the Avengers. (laughs) (laughs) It's what she deserves. (laughs) It's what she deserves. Um, Okay. And wrapping that up, we're going to get to the big book of the week. Ooh. The monster, the absolute just behemoth. Yes. Yes. That is Ten of Swords. Ooh creation number yes. one the big x-men kickoff event ten of swords
0: polaris stands. Swords. we
1: rise <laughs> <laughs> and by we i know it ain't but like
0: me two other people but
1: <laughs> but we rise the, Pol- the polaris and the rachel stands have been having a very good few weeks yes so shout out to them and because i know it's been hard out here for you guys you know it's it's been rough. <laughs> <laughs> it's been rough, but it's it looks like justice is being served. <laughs> justice is being served. Okay, so, gosh, where do you even start with this? I don't even um, know. is it ten of swords? Is it X of swords? How so is it? it's it's pronounced ten of swords. Um, um it is because Teeny said that you know when they were doing Hoxpox that it was House of X. And powers of 10. Right. And so because they were doing like the X for the 10, she said the X for the swords. And then like the 10 of swords is a tarot card, I believe. Ah, yeah. Um, And then there's a lot of tarot involved in this event. uh, Magic high fantasy that is like teeny loves tarot, apparently. Mm. And... So that's how she did. And so she, she even admitted it in an interview I read of her. She was like, you know, it's my fault because we did like the powers of 10 and Hox Pox. Like I thought, you know, 10 of swords with the X would be fun. She's like, but whatever. She was like, say whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Just enjoy it. And I did. Okay. (laughs) I did. (laughs) Yes. So if you are not familiar with what this event is about you should go and buy excalibur mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know i
0: <laughs> i agree yes it will help it will help you very much understand this event i do think that this book helps you like get into Excalibur which <laughs> is probably a problem in itself but I I do think that it does enhance the story
1: okay so let me be real about Excalibur really quick, <laughs> really quick sidebar mm-hmm. um I okay actually before I even get into Excalibur let me start off with this I love Teeny Howard okay yes. I think she is brilliant mm-hmm. I see your. time um Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think she is like chock full of really great ideas. I think she is a very forward thinker and like where she wants to take characters and what she wants to do. I think that she has what it takes to be like the next great comic book writer. Like... I truly think that if you give her a couple of years and you give her some fine tuning, they will talk about her in the same regard. They talk about like a Morrison, a Hickman, a Johns, whoever. Um, I I, like 100%. Like that is my honest feeling. Yes. Excalibur is rough. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And this is something that you and I have talked about, like ad nauseum something that I have tweeted about (laughs) Mm -hmm. how frustrating the book is because you get bits and pieces of those concepts of her brilliance of her like genius. Like you say, Oh, these ideas sound really, really good. Like I kind of get what she's going, but it just never fully forms. And it never fully clicks with you. And I've always said that I felt like she was writing that way on purpose because this, event was happening and i mm. felt like she was always saving the meat of the story for the event and she was basically using excalibur is just i just need to get you there it's just like
0: and, and you know after reading x of swords creation i agree with you like it yeah. kind of that makes sense
1: it was because it very- does feel like
0: the first like what 12 issues now of Excalibur? Yeah. It felt looking back after reading this it feels like this that was all to get you to to this. This,
1: To this point right here exactly um and you know and Ten of Swords is like the event she kind of pushed for the X books. Oh Um, yeah uh, a lot of the concepts and ideas of it are things that she was obviously doing in Excalibur and she was talking about it. And that's kind of how this event formed. So she, this is like her event really. And I know a lot of people have been saying, oh, this is a Hickman issue. Hickman saved Excalibur. He's made it all make sense. But it's like, you have to give T.V. her credit. You she have might, to. She might, it might have been rough in that book, but like these are her ideas and concepts at the root. Yeah. You know, she planted all of this. She got us here and she co-wrote the issue. So it's like, honestly. I name on in the book too she did something and it's like uh, i feel like a lot of those saturnine pages a lot of those tarot pages that were in the book i think those were her yeah um she so seems to like, be
0: really into saturnine too so i wouldn't be surprised if that was
1: her her writing you know and like i saw a lot of people online that those were some of their favorite parts yeah so it's like again yes excalibur is rough it is an extremely frustrating book mm-hmm. i will never deny that um, as a
0: betsy saying i'm sure you are you've got plenty to say about it and i know we'll get there <laughs> we'll save that for another time i'm sure
1: <laughs> Ooh, that, that's like a whole conversation on its own um, <laughs> you know uh but i think she has what it takes and i truly kind of feel like when this event is over and we do go back to like regular book schedules i think a scholar will read a little bit better yeah. i think now that she has kind of like gotten us to the point where she needs to she can get really dig a little bit deeper into characterization and um character interaction yeah. letting people use their powers and doing things like that um and i also and you also had to remember her she's still very new to comics right yeah i don't even think she's been writing for like more than five years yet oh wow okay yeah um that could be a lie i truly feel like that's it Um <laughs> uh, okay <laughs> But I just know she hasn't done a lot. Like she did Strike Force, which I enjoyed also. Mm-hmm. She did a Death's Head mini. Um, I read that, it was fine. There's a who mini? She... Death's Head. He's an oh, okay K character. Got it. Um that I believe bad. she did Got a my and <laughs> <laughs> I go back and forth. There's a couple I enjoy. Um she I believe she did a Thanos mini also. Oh, okay. Or like a Thanos one shot or something like that. I'll check that out. Um and she did some indie book called Assassinistas. Mm. Yeah. Um, but that, I think those I think those are the only things she's ever really like written comic-wise. She's still very new to the comic industry and in whole in general. And again, that's another reason why I kind of give some leeway to Excalibur. Because mm-hmm. like I see it, but it's like you gotta give people room to grow. Yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. Um, but Ten of Swords knocked it out of the park. All expectations wow um truly wow truly and you know i think this one is great because it was very similar to Hawksbox, where you didn't know what was going to happen
0: yeah i had some guesses i I had some guesses before going in and uh didn't none of my guesses came true (laughs) so uh that was great to actually see shout out to them having that kind of fake out in the marketing for when they were showing the tarot cards with like yeah. the swap out of glob and rockslide, that was cool. Yeah, that I think that that's something that they should definitely start doing more of. They be, that way we aren't we aren't like spoiled to stuff that happens because some of us yeah. are really quick to hurry up and look at the solicits as soon as something comes out or whatever, mm-hmm. and then a whole plot could really be spoiled. So I thought that was kind of yeah. dope
1: to to see that. I did enjoy that as well. I also um the art was just. Pepe oh, is Yeah, Pepe Laraz. Let's get I, don't, I mean, wow. I I don't I, I hope they have him like locked in a room somewhere. Oh, for sure. Because I need
0: plenty more. He loves to give the girls a bayang. <laughs> you know? He loves to give them a old sassy bang. And I I need more of
1: that. <laughs> yeah, good. And I think um uh, a little bit to your point where you were like, you kind of had some guesses. Like I had a couple. So the only thing I actually knew was that this was going to culminate in Apocalypse trying to go back and get his kids, his original four horsemen. I've been mm. saying that like since forever. Yeah. Um, I think uh, someone actually pulled up like one of my tweets about it, where I was like, tweet when during the were- the Warwolf arc on Excalibur.
0: Which child, I like that arc.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I do not like that werewolf thing, but we'll get to X Factor. <laughs> um, we, we we were yeah. Um, Someone pull that up, and during that arc, I remember I was talking about. It, I was like, you know, they are used to transport to other dimensions. I was like, Apocalypse is really trying really hard to get into other world and like make this as a thing. You remember that in I think it was X Men One, no X Men Two, when Summoner first arrived, they talked about how. Araco was connected to other worlds. So it was like, as soon as I saw all of that, I was like, oh, he's trying to get to Araco so he can get these kids. I didn't know it was going to be to the extent of it was. Them creating an entire new world over there. Yeah. Insane. I mean, like, right? Who, how dope. Ameth? World,
0: is that how you pronounce it? That's what I've been saying. That's what I've been saying too. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> let's hope that's how you say it. Um, just, just, I mean, so, oh, so I'll ask you. No, I won't even ask you that yet. Um, You know, having Summoner tell the story of this world, whether you believe it or not, I know a lot of people have been speculating that he's been lying about the whole Genesis annihilation thing, Mm -hmm. um, which, wow, what a moment. Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Like, wow, what a moment. The part of Genesis um, talking to Iska, the unbeaten. I mean, the reveal of her. That switching mean, sides like wow what, that what a, what a queen what, what a queen Absolute queen! Okay. she can't lose okay like she, she can't and, lose and, and that's tea and it's like you gotta respect that you do <laughs> you do it's like i don't got no beef with you i actually support your calls and what you're doing but you're gonna lose Shorty and set, I'm not, i can't i can't lose so i got sick size that's <laughs> not a team i know like, that's, not a, that's not a team i care to be on it's not a team i care to meet so i got to bounce and it's yeah. like yes cool totally understand that um but you know they they also had like their little secret combo which i'm pretty sure we're going to get again
0: to oh yeah for what sure said between
1: them mm-hmm. um so that was really nice and Saturnine was just really powerful, which I'm kind of confused about because I was under the impression that she didn't have powers. I was always under that
0: impression too, that she was just like a like a ethereal like (laughs) human (laughs) thing. Yeah. I didn't know that she was like this powerful, but I guess that makes sense because isn't she supposed to be like she's like the
1: magistrates.
0: Yeah, the the like omniversal.
1: Yeah. So but um i always also thought that was roma but again like i'm pretty sure we'll get all the answers to that as well so it's like we saw we saw the different kingdoms of otherworld and i'm pretty sure roma was like in charge of one of those kingdoms oh okay Uh, was that in one of the data pages yeah i feel like that was um for oh data pages love those oh whoa yes love these data pages in this love those data pages like fantastic the map of otherworld just the explanation of things it's fantastic it's like, love I, it. I really want to be, I want to have a sit down with Teeny and Hickman. Oh, yeah. Just to like talk to them. And, and see where, and right. see like, be like, where did y'all come up with this? <laughs> it's, just like, it's just like, what do you guys smoke? Where can I get it? For real. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Pass me some of the genius, pass me some of the writing skills, pass me some of the world building, because I love it. And it is just, it's a, it's a fun comic book. And, you know, so reading it, basically the plot of this story is we finally got into Araco. Yep. Apocalypse sees his kids. His kids don't bang with him anymore. They do not. They are trying to conquer other world and basically get to Krakoa so they can destroy it because they're just pissed off. They've been at war for millennia they got anger issues now and saturnine is up in her citadel she sees it all happening she clearly has her own game playing she comes down she's like you guys aren't gonna fight we're gonna do this the way oh, I oh wait do it. wait
0: wait wait hold wait. up we gotta back it up because okay. before apocalypse went to go get his kids do you remember that he was having this whole council thing and yeah. you okay. know he was sitting in front of the council and explaining to them that you know this is his grandson and the Mm -hmm. whole story with and everything and it ends with them basically all saying we need to completely destroy the external gate because apocalypse was like you know hey uh i built this gate and like Mm -hmm. it's four mutants but other things can come through Mm -hmm. all of them everybody wants to well i won't say everybody because it looks like only the summer council members, Gene Storm and Nightcrawler, they were the only ones who didn't vote yes to to destroy yeah. the yeah. to destroy yes, yes, the yes, gate. Yes. Which fits for them. That fits. <laughs> Which does fit for them. <laughs> um and he did not get like clearance from the council to kind of go off <laughs> and do his own thing. And he said very anti-council. Yeah. They say, you know, you don't have our blessing to whatever you got planned just go off and do whatever you're gonna do. And he says he's gonna get volunteers and we turn the page and who do we see? Mm. Lorna Dane.
1: Oh, That's- <laughs> this is what
0: we had to back up for. <laughs> That's right, oh y'all. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, uh, yes. I really appreciated every like the team that he built and the reasons that they were all there, you know? The reasons were amazing. The reasons and felt real they all felt like genuine reasons for all of them to be there. Cause I hate it when teams are just kind of thrown together Together. on a whim, kind of like X Factor is where they just kind of like bumped into each
1: other or they just, Hey, this is a team now. We just all happened to be in this city at the same time. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate the
0: reasons for all of them being there, you know, with Polaris being like, Oh, my dad told me that, you know, I got to represent for the fam. So I got to be here. And I was nervous with Havoc being there because I'm... mm,
1: You're not a fan of that relationship, correct? I am
0: not. (laughs) (laughs) That I am not. No, they should not be together. (laughs) Mm. But that's a whole nother story. Uh, They should not. And I appreciated that instead of just putting them together because it would be so easy to just fall back on that nostalgia mm-hmm. and just having them show up together united they both were there for separate reasons and mm-hmm. it felt very much like we just both happened to be at the same mission then we came to this mission together which i appreciated. you know right but yes yeah continue though then they go through and you um know, meet the kids
1: they meet the kids you know apocalypse tries to I don't know. Appeal to their. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's like crying and stuff. It's 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 actually pretty embarrassing for him. Yeah. Uh, Although this is the most
0: I've ever been interested in an apocalypse. No,
1: it's 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 the best story that apocalypse And so I say this is an apocalypse stand. Okay. Hey, like I love apocalypse. I think. Apocalypse he's amazing, shit, yes. Um, but he does not have a lot of good stories. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, he's got age of apocalypse. he has mm. Messiah war I will actually give to him. I
0: okay. thought that was
1: I thought that was very good. you know I had strife in it. I'm also a strife fan. I, I like think strife. strife should have been the real son as opposed to cable <laughs> <laughs> um controversial but you know when you get to a lot of those apocalypse stories, they're just not very good. Mm-mm. you know i I, I think. And I'm glad that one of the things that they've kind of done is evolve him beyond his, the survival of the fittest mantra. Yeah. Because that's, and I think that was the problem with a lot of stories. Like, it's just very old because Mm -hmm. it's like, you are sitting here spouting about the survival of the fittest, but sir, you always lose. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That is fair good point it's just like, it's just like <laughs> you always lose and then the, like the horseman who you grab and so I, I will say that i think this also kind of warmed me to like the way he treats all of his other past horsemen because yeah. it's like it's this mix of i have new horsemen i love them there's this adoration that these are my new children plus this like spite of you'll never be as good as the originals Mm. and I'll never really have them. And so like, that's why I kind of treat you like shit at the end of the day. it's like, And I think that was a really good point. Even in his little conversation with Warren that he had, you know, Warren was very much like, you turned me into Archangel. You kind of manipulated me and ruined my life and destroyed me in Apocalypse. It's like, we'll look at you now. You look great. You look great. (laughs) (laughs) As opposed to when he saw his children and he shed tears. Right. And it was like, I can't believe I left you and you've been hurting and you've been lost. It's just like, it's just like, wow, this is great. This is apocalypse. This is amazing. He's my father. Um, (laughs) And that I, you know, he sees these kids and they're basically like, we've been at war since you left us. Because, of course, they look at it as a completely different way. They see, they don't see it as you kind of left to save humanity from whatever else was coming. you just left us to rot and yeah. save yourself. And that has been something that's been said about Apocalypse a lot recently, especially over in Excalibur. You know, if you read Excalibur issue 12, which was a prelude issue into this, you had both Richter and Celine make that comment after he sacrificed four of the externals. Yeah, to make the game. Yeah, you know, um, Celine says to him, you always put everybody else to do these type of things or put themselves on the altar and you never do it. Richter even did the same thing, you know, when he burst out the lava, he's like, you manipulated Rogue. He's like, I think you're manipulating Betsy. He's like, you're not gonna manipulate me. He's like, stop it. He's like, you're just playing with everybody. Um, But that's all Apocalypse knows how to do. So it's just a very very interesting thing that's going on there. Um, So, you know, they fight the kids, Saturnine comes down, she's like, not on my street. This is how we're gonna do it. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> not on my black, you do. That. <laughs> she said she said, I don't know how y'all do shit where you're from, but I'm not around here. <laughs> um and she puts them up to a competition, you know, contest of champions is basically what it is. Uh, and I actually genuinely appreciate that because I'm a person who loves contest of champion type stories, but I do not enjoy hero versus hero. Okay. Okay. Um so i think of like avengers no surrender oh i loved it amazing so much fun yeah amazing it. um you know things like that um even in contests of champion type stories it works because you know that people are like typically possessed or mind controlled in some form or fashion they're breaking yeah. free and then they're working together um and so in this one it's very much like you're gonna get like your 10 warriors here they're 10 warriors you guys are gonna fight Whoever wins, do what you got to do. But you don't have to get the contrived reasonings that heroes have to fight against other heroes. Yeah. You know, it's not the X-Men walking up in your house like, hey, we're about to take your kid. And people are supposed to be okay with that. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that was was the story.
0: (laughs) You know, but I, I think that with this, this is like, a good old fashioned duel. It seems like, right? Yeah. I think, but with a, a high fantasy mm-hmm. background to it, but with the X Men and it's 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 sci fi still kind of mm-hmm. because they can't really it, die.
1: So <laughs> it, it, it hits a lot of different story beats, and it's just super well done. And I think the Ten Swords. I think it's great how it's already been built upon in so many different books already. Yeah. Um like I think we already know about the majority of the swords except for like one or two for the most part. Yeah. I think the only ones. So I'm looking at them and okay. do you want, let's
0: take guesses at who you think would have them. Okay, so they, the, the mutants anyway. So there's the Miramasa that's obviously going to Wolverine.
1: Right. Totally. Yeah.
0: The sword of might.
1: So... Brian has that. Right. Uh, right? He, yeah. got it in, yeah, he got it in Excalibur, um, issue six after, you know, Betsy became Captain Britain and Brian gave her the amulet. She oh, yes, knows, that's right. Yeah. So around, uh, I think it was Excalibur number six, you know, he kind of says that they came back to him and gave him the choice, but he chose the sword this go round, hmm. which is also weird to me. Um, because I feel like he could have just got his amulet back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's part of the story. I think that uh, it's, uh, Yeah, it's, it's a, again, like, S- S- Teeny's building something here. So yeah, for like, sure. I'll just let it go. I'm pretty sure it's going to come back up. Um, So yeah, Sword of Might My- is to Brian. The Starlight Sword. I think Betsy's going to get that. I think, I think she is too. I'm pretty sure that has something to do with the Citadel. Yeah. Um, So she'll probably get that. I it. think she's going to get that. The Grass Cutter? I think Gorgon has that. I think I so, think, too. So I think Gorgon has... I'm pretty sure Gorgon has two swords. And I think he has the grass cutter and the god killer.
0: Oh, okay. So he has both of them. Yeah. the other sword is... The next one is the god killer. And I yeah, I know who had that.
1: I think he has both of those.
0: I thought that Conan was going to get that because I didn't... Weren't they trying to, like, say that she was a god killer or something in...
1: Maybe. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I remember in Fallen Angels, they tried to, like, you know, could have mm-hmm. swore they were trying to say that she was, like, born to be some god killer or something, but I didn't, I didn't finish it because fallen, fallen Angels, angels. was something.
1: You know. It was we a Fallen know. Angel. <laughs> Anywho. You're, gonna, you're trying to get me started today. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is Warlock. Uh, definitely dug right Doug, which is like why is warlock classified as a shield i'll be interested i mean a sword i'll be interested to like figure out where that comes from yeah i don't know why that is either that should be interesting
0: uh, the next one is a soul the soul sword uh, my girly magic magic yeah um let's <laughs> keep it cute <laughs> <laughs> um the next one is the scarab that's apocalypse i think i think yeah. that's that was a blaze the- day yeah. Yeah, that's right. His sword is nice. It looks
1: cool. Yeah. Um, The Light of Galador. That's Cable. That, I was about to say, that's the one Cable got in his book, right? Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, great book, by the way. Um, Skybreaker.
1: I think that's the one Storm will get. Yeah. And Wakanda.
0: I wonder, do you think she's getting it from there? Is it hers already and it's in Wakanda? Or does she go
1: there to like go and get it? I think the uh, solicit for that Marauders issue said they were, like, traveling there to get it. Oh, okay. I, I don't know if it's already hers. I don't think it is. Okay. Um, which is kind of upsetting to me. You know, there were a lot of the. I mean, it's it's still potential to happen. But, you know, there were a lot of theories about that ancestor of hers. Right, yeah. A sh- I think Ashok. Ashok. Ashaki. I don't know how to pronounce it. Apologies. Um, yeah, apologies. We'll just say a shocky for right now. If anyone knows, please feel free to let us know the correct way. Yeah. Um she apparently had a similar looking sword in like some page and you know she has a magical background and i know there are a lot of storm fans who like want her to like delve into magic a lot more yeah um so i don't know i i it's it's potential that it's still somehow connected to her you know when they get to wakanda we'll figure that out but her ancestry or something yeah but if it's not i'd be a little bit upset
0: yeah i hope that there's a little bit more meaning to it other than it just being called Skybreaker and who else would have that but storm, (laughs) you know, Uh, I hope that there's more to it than that. Uh, But yeah, those are all 10 of them. I think so for the most part, we can pretty much figure out who is gonna be in in this tournament.
1: And you know, and it's, so I remember um, Jordan D. White, X-Men editor was on Twitter like answering questions and somebody was asking him about 10 of swords. And he said that not everybody brings the right sword Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, I think about a lot of the other things that have happened. Like, we've got the Cerebro Sword out there. Right. Um, we saw that, I think it was a Advanced X Factor cover of, like, Lorna coming out of a Resurrection pod. Yeah, yeah. And she was holding a sword. Um, so, it, it, it'll be interesting to see, like, I'm pretty sure the first half of this event is them going out to get the swords that they don't have mm-hmm. um so it's just inter- going to be interesting to see if they a actually get them all b if they get it it's not the right sword or if it's like c they just don't get it and they just come with whatever like the cerebral sword yeah which I fe- go ahead go ahead <laughs> no, you could go ahead. No, um I was gonna say I feel like you had a theory about Jean using the cerebral sword, yes?
0: I was under the impression that the cerebral sword was going to be one of the, Ten the swords, of swords that was gonna be used in Ten of Swords. Yeah. And I figured that they would want to give Jean that and let her use it because she was the last one to have it. And because nice. I mean, Loki sometimes when they want to do more with Gene, they just give her like a cool power moment (laughs) instead of actually like giving her a story. So I was like convinced that she would get the sword and like have some, some cool moment there, but I don't think they're going to use it. I don't think that I I obviously know that it's out there, but I don't think that the Cerebro sword is going to be involved in this.
1: Oh, okay. that's, That's my little take. Interesting. Um, all right. There were two, um, what's the, uh, Wolverine sword. Uh, the Miramasa? Miramasa, yeah. I don't know why I couldn't think of that name just now. There, she said that for both sides, didn't she? She did,
0: yes. So um, well, that's... both of the people said that uh, Polaris and uh, I think it was Death
1: was the other person? Yeah, it was uh, the Anubis one,
0: right? Uh, uh, no, it wasn't. It was the uh, the other one with the like big head-eye ornament thing. I don't know which one that oh. Which? Oh, I,
1: I think that's Pestilence.
0: Pestilence? I think it is. Uh, but I think they were they were the one that said it. And oh. So there are two
1: Mirror okay. blades.
0: I don't know what's gonna happen there, but uh that should be interesting.
1: Very I Definitely. assume those two
0: blades will probably fight each other since they're probably the only things that can break each other. Like they could they Well,
1: can I know kind of um, each other. Wolverine is supposed to be fighting the Solemn guy. Mm. Percy's been saying that like Solemn is gonna be his big new nemesis ah uh, yeah or something like that um yeah. so he probably has that sword that makes sense which poor um saber tooth i mean he's still down in the pit <laughs> paying for his crimes <laughs> He done lost his freedom he done lost his nemesis <laughs> that's true yeah <laughs> he's got nothing left now he just just he's gonna sit there sad
0: um, um what about the the end there with with the final sword that I guess they need to go and get. Who knew? Uh, oh. <laughs> <What a moment. laughs> Who ah, knew? That is history. That right is great. There. How how could you possibly have guessed? I don't know, why didn't I even think about like? Never, never crossed my mind. <laughs> that didn't even like ever come into my head that that would be a sword
1: that they would actually need. Truly didn't even register. Yeah. And just knowing that it's leading into something else. You yeah. Know, with that. Talk, <sighs> Talk about a setup. Talk about a setup. That is truly one thing that I love about this Hick this Hickman era, uh yeah. era, whatever you want to call it. Everyone is truly writing with each other. And it's very evident. Yeah. Like they're all building onto these stories together. It's not like someone's doing one thing and everyone else is kind of just trailing behind them. Of course, you know, like this was Hickman's grand idea, but you know, everyone has said, he's even said it himself that he lets these people tell their stories. Of course, he might come in every now and again and be like, oh, I got this idea. Or like, you know, maybe we can play this around or move this plot to a different place. But he very much lets them run wild and create their worlds. And again, like, look at this event. It mostly came from Teeny's mind and Excalibur. Yeah. And I think that is just fantastic the way that they do that. So to know that like, you know, they even had this and then they've got this sword book that's coming out soon. they they say, okay, let's go ahead. Let's start putting that in there. Yeah. And I think that's, that's- such a like a dope way
0: to like, kind of keep building their world, yeah. you know, instead of just throwing some things out there, there's giving a lot of these things purpose. And I like that.
1: Yeah, extremely. Um, and it just makes it all feel more connected. Yeah, you know, I think that was a issue that I had with Excalibur in the beginning. It was very disconnected from Krakoa as a whole, mm-hmm. and you didn't see them interacting with anybody. And it was like, yes, I get it. Teeny was building up this mutant magic, the sense of community, this sense of history, and like what it means when they work together and how their powers advance and their community advances. But at the same time, it's like, we just got this i this brand new world with this brand new status quo. We want to see these mutants in that first yeah, and not doing something else already. Right. Um, and so I think that was where a lot of frustration came from in that book for a lot of people, too, because it just felt so disconnected. It was just like, you say that this book is supposed to be important. You say it's supposed to have all these things, but it's like we never really see it. But again we're seeing it now we're seeing it now, <laughs> <We're> seeing <laughs> it now. It was a, there was a plan there was a plan so it's like you gotta appreciate that I definitely great book fantastic great book. book y'all gotta I get it, it. Book of, book <laughs> I highly of, recommend it book of the week for sure for sure um how do you feel so the next issue is x factor four it is
0: um, <laughs> <laughs> it is i am excited for it because i you know as a polaristan i feel like she's been very prominent in this event more than i thought that she was
1: ever really gonna be yeah i uh, did not see that coming for her
0: me neither um so i'm excited to see how like the way that she is operating post just finding out all this information is she going to be the one to kind of tell everyone hey These are the ten swords. We got to go find them. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, what's going on there? On top of the fact that there were two fatal injuries in X of Swords creation. Who knows what's going to happen to these two people. So, like,
2: Mm -hmm. do they need
0: to get resurrected? What's going on there? Um, I am not a fan of X Factor, but I'm still Mm -hmm. going to really dive into the story because I do like X of Swords. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure... How long my love for Polaris will keep me on that book, <laughs> but uh, but I'm excited for this next issue because it is a, a next Yeah,
1: um, I agree with you there. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I, I will truthfully say that once this Exosword tie-in is done, I will no longer be pulling X Factor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, you know, it 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 is. It, it's sad. I really love Prodigy. Mm. Um, I think that's the only person on that cast that I like really love. Uh, and so I was like excited to get more of his story, especially you know he's powered again. Yes. So you know, did he go through the crucible? Did he get resurrected? Like, I wanted to figure a little bit more of that about. But unfortunately, um, that writing style is just not to my taste. I've tried a couple of things <laughs> that the writer has done uh-huh. and I don't think I've enjoyed anything. Ever. Right. Yeah. No, that's a lie. I enjoyed the giant man miniseries. Oh, um, I should check that out then. Was, Is that she, giant man, the um, most recent giant man or was it, uh, So she used four. So it actually had, um, the new one Rasmur Hatha okay. had, um, Goliath. Oh, it Bill Foster, had, yeah, Bill Foster. Okay, it had uh, uh, Scott Lang, and oh, what is that other guy's name? I think he was a Thunderbolt. I can't oh,
0: the guy that was uh, was it the guy that was Black Ant?
1: Was he Black? Air? I don't know. Hold on, I'm gonna find him. Eric O'Grady, Wait. no, it wasn't Eric, it was another guy. Was he a Thunderbolt? I think he was a Thunderbolt. I'm pretty sure he was a Thunderbolt. Maybe he wasn't a thunderbolt. No, he was a thunderbolt. Atlas. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, they brought him back. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he okay. was. So um, that was actually like a pretty decent book. Um, but I, so I will say this: I I think that Williams has a certain type of humor in her writing that doesn't really resonate a lot of times with me. And that book, it did because I love a himbo oh don't y'all don't we all, <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> don't we all? <laughs> um and that book was just for himbo's okay yeah and so it's just like oh okay
0: this is okay, you see the point of it's this fun. yeah
1: yeah i see what it's for so it's like that is like probably the only thing that she's ever written that i've been like oh okay i can actually read this for a second time mm-hmm. um age of x Men extremists Good. <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh no mm-hmm. it was not a fan <laughs> Mm-mm. it was not for me it's a no so. for me yeah so that was that um so going into the x factor i really did like try and keep an open mind there were again parts of the book that the first like two issues that i actually really did enjoy um i liked the stuff kind of about mojo i'm a mojo fan Although I've also realized that despite being a Mojo fan, I don't really enjoy a lot of Mojo stories. Mm. I'm um, not a fan I'm... of Mojo like stories. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, so I, yeah. think for, I think for me, like when I think of a Mojo story, I think of the meta commentary that can come around with it. Yeah, um, that part is just. You know, and just like what you can do with the characters and like how you can kind of do it. But I don't know. I guess I always kind of expect people to get a little bit more sinister with Mojo himself and like Mm -hmm. the whole everything is television. I don't care. It's all for consumption. And then like actually like making fun of the characters or just like getting a little bit deeper into their heads about like how they're feeling or things that they're going through. And I don't think many writers, if any, have ever used Mojo in that way. It's more so he kind of comes in and it's like wacky zany fun, yeah, or just like crazy reality television. It's just like okay, and I like fun. Don't like.
0: get me wrong, love fun. You know,
1: love a bitch likes fun. to get.
0: I like to be. I like to have fun. But love fun. This uh, <laughs> we'll get to X Factor next week. I'm sure we'll talk. We'll talk about it. <laughs> but I'm not the biggest fan of Mojo because I feel like his world should be dipped in quickly and then get out. And cor- current, the current X-Factor one feels like it's going to spin an arc there. Um, mm-hmm. However, I don't really know now, considering the preview for the next X-Factor is a X of Swords Time, and I didn't see too much of the Mojo world
1: there. So, Yeah, I definitely um, think um, it's on pause, mm-hmm. that story. And I, I think that's why the book got delayed, because issue five doesn't come out until December. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. That's a big so, I think that is why they delayed it because it was like that issue was tying into the event and then none of the other ones do. Mm. Um, Interesting. So. Ten of Swords creation okay. number one on yep. sale now. Get it, y'all. If you can support your local comic shop, do that. Yeah. If you have to buy it on Comixology, do that. That's great, too. Do them both, honestly, if you want.
0: It's All worth right. it. Let's take a break <laughs> and then we'll come back. All right. We are back, and now we are going to get into, you know, the announcements of the week. What's going on in
1: the comic book world? This was a very jam-packed week.
0: It was. It was. um A lot of delays. Lots of. A lot of delays. Unfortunately, I'm... we are living in in some wild times right now. <laughs> okay. hello Ooh, ciao. <laughs> Ooh, these are some, these are some wild times right now, and just for the movie industry um they're experiencing bad. it's 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 real bad <laughs> it's, it's real bad and uh now black widow which was supposed to now have come out uh in november right they pushed it back to november yeah it's been pushed back again to may 2021 mm-hmm. um eternals which was pushed no. back to february now is in november 2021 ridiculous Shang Chi is in July of
1: 2021,
0: uh, so mm-hmm. there are no like major MCU movies coming out
1: this year. This and this is like the first time in ten years, right?
0: Yeah, Crazy. I think I think we got to start embracing the digital.
1: Absolutely, I think
0: we do, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we do. I think that as much as I love to go to the movies, I do. You know, it's a mm-hmm. it's a fun experience, and I think this is it's a. Uh, it's fantastic and a lot of fun to do, but I think it's just not an option right now, you know? know? It's just not. So like holding out for it to become an option at this point just seems you know,
1: The way the film industry has basically said, instead of trying to figure out new innovative ways to like push our product to our people, you know, Mm -hmm. to the consumer. They're just saying, LOL, we'll just wait. And that's crazy to me. (laughs) 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 It's just like, that is like absolutely crazy to me. And it's especially when, so I think about Candyman. The director of Candyman came out, and she was like on Twitter, and she was talking about you know how this was such just a big passion project, and you know it was the sense of culture, and you had to see it in the theater, and like all this BS, and it was just like what? Yeah, you can the way that people have been evolving during COVID, like they are Netflix watch parties online they are doing zoom calls for these type of things like people are finding new ways to interact and i get it like we're definitely in a pandemic but unfortunately the us is dumb and they are not very dumb not handling this very well and so instead of finding ways to really stop this virus and get in front of it everyone's just kind of adapted to working around it or working with it um and the movie industry is no different. You know, there've already been Batman's gone back into production. Um, oh yeah, Winter Soldier and Falcon's gone back into production. um You know, people are starting to go back. So it's like you, you're just going to make these movies and not put them out. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any sense.
0: <laughs> I feel like they are trying to hold out for. I don't know if it is uh due to artistry and you know feel like oh i have this this film needs to be seen on an imax screen or it just needs to be seen in theaters or if people are you know holding out because of money
1: oh it's definitely the bottom line
0: it's definitely money yeah (laughs) and they feel like (laughs) oh my gosh i need to put this this thing out so it can make you know a billion dollars but i honestly feel like we have to y'all we got to realize that's just those days are over
1: I was about to say, and even so, like, should the film, should like movie theaters and everything like open back up, it's not going to be the same. It's not, no. They're they're not going to be packed up to capacity, even like the places where freaking New Mutants and shit was open. Yeah. yeah the movie did, did horrible. Yeah. <laughs> As it should have,
0: obviously. We don't Absolutely. support, support white. Absolutely. We do
1: it. not support the New Mutants film in any form or fashion. I just we, no we, I don't. I don't support Fox X Men no we don't <laughs> like, we we do not let's let's draw that line right there no uh, <laughs> it's not happening Mm-mm. and so you know it's it, it, it's just like you kind of really they the film industry has to learn to adapt uh these movies have to learn to adapt especially when you think of like the mcu you have a entire streaming app See, a service for this like they tried it with Mulan. I feel like
0: Mulan was a test, you know, I feel like that was a hey, maybe we can we can put this out and make some money back from it, which granted, their parks aren't open, which Disney makes most of their money from mm-hmm. the parks. Oh, and man. I'm sure by having Mulan open this way and you know charging everyone the 30 bucks, they were able to gain some revenue or whatever for people who work there now and they didn't have to fire any more people, you know because right. of things being closed. However, <laughs> I feel like I don't think that the the success or however you want to acknowledge the how well Mulan did. I don't think that should be the end all be all, <laughs> you know, it they well? may want to test. I don't know. I think from what I've seen, I've, I've seen that it made 200 million overseas already. Okay. Um, and theaters are open kind of like anywhere they're not it's not like universally all, all of them are closed some places places yeah. open um some places here in la are open so like i think i think uh well they're mostly drive-ins here uh but i think <laughs> that i think that that shouldn't be the only litmus test you know mm-hmm. i don't think that mulan should should be the only test they should start putting more things out there for that service because the whole theater <laughs> experience and we made 800 million dollars in the first week or whatever I think those days are done those days are done we
1: <laughs> we gotta um,
0: move we've gotta move forward
1: and you know and it, it it happens you know I mean film is constantly evolving uh we're not like watching black and white pictures anymore you know but I even exactly. think about things like the drive-in theater like the fact that that hasn't really like jumped off anymore or like more people are saying okay let, let's kind of like find a way to bring this back so you know people can come out in their cars and stuff and we like do that um it's it, i don't know It like again the way that the industry has kind of just said we're just going to push it back yeah. until we can like that's crazy to me because you, you're just <laughs> going to continue you're just going to continue pushing your films back exactly and it's like i want the x-men All right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I want them. (laughs) I want my MCU X-Men. Yeah. And I can't get that if you keep pushing everything back.
0: (laughs) And I feel like we are, we're inching our way closer to the mutants being on screen. Um, At least some kind of like mention or something. I think they're going to move it up. I agree. I I feel like like there might be some kind of hint in the Eternals just
1: because of the connection between the mutants. But... Mm -hmm.
0: That's is my own that.
1: personal guess. I think I do think that this COVID thing has kind of and this and this is just me like speculating wildly into the air. Um, I think it has pushed Marvel to kind of rethink how they're doing a lot of their rollouts for stuff. Oh, yeah. And right. just kind of like writing things in a little bit sooner. Because again, I didn't want to have I'm pretty sure maybe there was another like 10 year plan for whatever the thing was gonna be. But it's like we're already now what a year? past where we should have been already yeah for sure i think black widow was supposed to come out in may of earlier this year right falcon and winter soldier was supposed to come out in august right yeah um you know and so like now that's coming out after wandavision Mm -hmm. which is coming out in december now um and so it's just kind of like i think the way that they are writing things or like introducing things it's, it's gonna have to change um i want blade oh yeah i forgot about that casting you know um Maharshala is Blade and he's an older guy, so it's like right. you kind of gotta start getting him into some things before he's like, all right, I'm too old to do this. Right. I'm sure he's shot something with the for already. Yeah. Um
0: nice segue though with that Wander Vision. What'd you think of the trailer? It was cool. Ooh. It, it, it... <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Um, no.
1: <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Mm, choking on my laugh. Um, no, it was it was fine. It gave me a um, Tom King vision feel. Yeah, did you read that sure. book? Oh. I
0: did not read that book. I um I do like Tom King. I'm a fan mm-hmm. of of what he does uh with
1: some of his stories. I just yeah. never got around to Emphasis reading that something. book.
0: I'm not the biggest
1: vision so, fan. Again, Vision was another book similar to Hope for me. Oh no, that's not true. Cause I actually enjoy the Vision to a certain extent. Okay. Um but book is phenomenal. It was it was just the it's just a completely different take on Vision. And I think that's what a lot of these runs where I'm like, oh, you know, I like this, but I've I've never been into the character. It's because it's such a vast difference from who they normally are. Mm-hmm you know what i'm saying like um the big thing about jason aaron's hulk i mean jason aaron's thor was that he eventually became unworthy unworthy yeah. thor is my like favorite thor ever yes with his uh yarn right <laughs> <Yes>. the... <laughs> yeah yeah i read that It was good like bomb book fantastic book immortal hulk it again it's like just this huge horror like high concept hulk story that's amazing um vision by tom king was just this really kind of creepy surreal like take on like family and humanity and just like identity and stuff like that and it was just really good things that happened in it really good writing and another one that's just highly recommended and it's it's i think it's only 12 issues it's very self-contained uh it's just one of those runs where it's like i can get this and i'll be good and be good okay yeah
0: i've seen that he had like a family in it and it seemed that they were kind mm-hmm. of picking up from his vision run. And mm-hmm. uh I don't want to say House of M because I don't think that they should like <laughs> pull from that too soon. <laughs> but I do think that like her kind of House of M disassembled mm-hmm. breakdown seems to be something that's going to be kind of pulled on for the show. Yeah. So that should be interesting. I do like that they are kind of making her powers less telekinetic and more magic to be going more magic-y. and more magic and reality warping mm-hmm. kind of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, which is awesome. It, it was time for her to get more into the magic instead of, you know, just make a so, shit. I
1: move. Mean, <laughs> definitely. I mean, so the, tra- like I said, the, the trailer was cool. Um,
0: I like I mean, the Agatha Aga the Harkness, like, uh, I assume like, that's who she's going to be. Right. Like, like I like that little part.
1: I didn't yeah. have, I, I guess for me, I say it's cool cause I didn't really have any expectations for it. Okay. Um, Fair. I didn't. I didn't like know what to think. What was going to happen? So I just kind of went in like, "Oh, okay." And then I also feel like we'll probably get another one. Yes. That just kind of like shows a little bit more, and that'll probably get me more into it. I think for like the initial teaser, it was enough to be like, "Oh, okay, I'm interested." It's coming. They got to put something out,
0: or at least they feel like they got to put something out. Got to. I'm with that. Um, Um, So there was some casting news. You know, circling back to uh your homegirl.
2: My girly. <laughs> yes. So
0: wow. love
1: love it. Yes. Yes. Love yes. it. Yes, yes, yes. Let's get love into it. it. Love, 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 So um
0: I love I don't know much about her. her. I've only seen uh some clips of Orphan Black. I've never watched it. I know, I know, I know. I should. But I, I know.
1: I'm one of those people who got into Orphan Black late. late. Um, Okay. I got into it on into last season. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And I just like binged it. And she's just phenomenal in it. Like it's so she, she, basic premise, there's clones. She plays all the clones. Oh, dope. Like phenomenal range. She does all of it just with ease. Like you believe it. You feel all the characters are different. So I'm already excited they went to an see actor, her then okay like yeah right. i am like super excited to see her play all the different ranges of jennifer because i think jennifer is one of those characters who had that like she can do the humor she can do the sadness uh she breaks the fourth wall like she's a lawyer she gets serious you know it's 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 i think she's gonna be amazing i'm very eager to see how they render her as she hulk yeah that's gonna be interesting that is going to be very interesting. Do you um, want CGI or do you want just her mm, to be green? I think I want CGI. Yeah, for sure. Um, just because I feel like her being green, mm-hmm. I just feel like that's going to be too much for TV.
0: Now, how do you feel about her being, if she's going to be green, She-Hulk is She-Hulk all the time. And she um, would be cgi all the time, right? Yeah, that's Or do you true, think that dude. they're going to do like a, she can change back and forth
1: kind of thing. I think think they'll let her change back and forth in the beginning. Okay. Um, And then maybe eventually we might get a couple episodes where she's like stuck in in She-Hulk form or something like that, but I definitely think she'll change back and forth. Um, But I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm excited. Again, She-Hulk is a character I love. Um, Tatiana is an amazing actress. I think that it's gonna be good. I have no idea. I think I read something that um, I forgot who the, they said the Tat t- 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 uh, Titania, Titania. Uh, Tatiana Maslany, the actress? Tat- oh, no, 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 like the, the villain. Oh, Titania. Yeah, Titania. Oh, um, she's going to be the villain? I, I read something that said she- Oh, man, her. I like her. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and you know, her, her and She-Hulk go back and forth. They go back, time. they do. Yeah, they, 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 do not, they do not like each other. <laughs> um, so... Uh, I'm excited for that as well. Uh, I'm just ready. I think th- I was not expecting it. for. I've been trying not to fan cast. Right. Um, just because I feel like a lot of the comic book industry has gotten really good at casting. Yeah. And so like I, I kind of trust whatever they do. So it's just like I'm not even going to think about like who I would want to play something or like who I like to do this. I'm more of the part where it's like I like to see such and such do a comic book movie. Not I like to see such and such be the specific character. Right, because it's like I feel like now, whoever they get, they're going to cast them for the right role. Agreed. And you, I, f- I have has it ever been a
0: case where, the big fan casting
1: mm-hmm. has ever like come true? Yeah, or they mostly kind of do their own thing. It was Jason Moa. Momoa is Aquaman.
0: That was a there was a fan campaign for that.
1: Yeah. Oh, it was. It was. No. Well, I
0: feel like people just want to see him wear his shirt off. Which, I mean, I'm not mad at. It. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna take mm-hmm. your silence as we're gonna move forward <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and talk about the She-Hulk writer, um, Dana Schwartz. She is the one who did Pickle Rick.
1: Yes, 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 awesome. yes, yes. And I just re-watched Pickle Rick episode like yesterday. Fantastic. Got me super excited. I love right? it. Like everything about this show is perfect. This show is made for me. Yeah, Marvel they heard they, it. They, they were listening. You. I love it. When Your they listen, are getting all the shine. They're <laughs> <laughs> get all the shine. You know, when they get it
0: right, they get it right. They do. Okay. Speaking of more casting, Out is Hodge. Wow. When they get it right, they get it right. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: good. Again, another one totally unexpected. Never saw it coming. No. Love it though. I love I'm in too. first of all. First of all, I'm in love with Aldous Hodge. Like how can you not? The man is beautiful. He's fine. All right. Okay. Like <laughs> it is what it is. He fine. Like, let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, him being Hawkman in that little it. harness. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I'll be there. Oh, yeah. I'll be there. Oh, yeah. Well, digitally, <laughs> I assume. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it don't matter. I'm going to be there. Like, that's one even if it's in the theater. I'll be there. <laughs> I'll risk yeah. it. Yeah. I'm going for that. Um, really excited for him. He's a he's a, he's a really talented actor, too. And he's one of those guys. He I don't think he's gotten a chance to break through the yeah. way that he deserves. Um, So to finally, like, see him and potentially see him in something big like this. It's really exciting. Yeah, that's dope. I'm excited to see what they kind of do with Hawkman,
0: right? Are they, Do you um, think they're going to take him through his whole reincarnation thing? Or do you think they're just kind of leave it in Egypt? What do you think they're going to do with
1: that? Um, if they do, I kind of hope they go with the new updated origin that got hit in his book, which is basically he reincarnates through space and time. Oh, okay. So that way we don't have to go through the, is he Carter Hall versus Kator Hall, Thanagar, and it's just he's both of them okay it's, it's cool just get, like get it over with I don't want to do all of that <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's here he's a hawk he wears a harness he's got a mace let's keep him moving forward <laughs> boom there you go you <laughs> might... <laughs> um but yeah super excited about that one yeah that'll be a lot of fun um I think that's it
0: that's all of the announcements going on in the comic book world this week Oh, that Nick Fury show. Was that oh, a Nick yeah. Fury show or is it a show that Nick Fury is going to be in? I feel like that was just announced yesterday. And I feel like, I feel like there were too many different conflicting reports. One, yeah. it was a Nick Fury show. Then it was mm-hmm. Nick Fury. He's coming back as Nick Fury. In a show. In that's a going show. To.
1: Yeah, <laughs> okay.
0: So, like, who knows if it is, you know, Nick Fury the show or if it's Agents of S.W.O.R.D.? And he's yeah. just in it or something or whatever it's gonna be, but it does seem like he's he he coming back. Come give him some more checks. Okay, um, <laughs> okay, and I'm not mad at that.
1: All right, Sam Jackson is fun. I oh, love gonna him. Lie, I um, I don't really think I need to see Nick Fury anymore in a Marvel no. movie. No, um, but again, we love Sam Jackson. We love Sam Jackson. Love Sam. <laughs> you know. <laughs> He he's gonna make it fun. So let him get his Apache and his check and call it a day. I like it. Okay, it's like do you boo? I love it. Perfect. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, well, then take let's a take a co- break and then we'll um, come on
0: back for the relaunch. For the relaunch, let's do it. and we are back What's up? this is the relaunch portion of the show where we're gonna pick our favorite characters um this week it's mostly going to be me but for this portion of the show we pick a character and kind of give a brief background you know what we think of the character where they are and where we want to see them go and this week you know i'm just gonna go ahead and get it out of the way. And I'm gonna pick Polaris. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm yeah. shocked.
1: You know, and we or, be- before you even get into that, yeah. I just think we really need to comment on your transition from Jean Greystan to Polaris <laughs> Stan. <laughs> Jean is still my
0: girl, but I have recently, probably over the course of in, in 2020, I think is when I realized that. Polaris is the one. Polaris for you. is is way more me than Jean. Um, my favorite characters are usually always ones that I can kind of relate to from a a personality perspective, mm-hmm. and I, when I was younger, I could be a little a little naively idealistic like Jean. Okay. As I've gotten older. I mind my business, like Lorna. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she is good for minding her business. She don't bother Listen, nobody.
0: Homegirl minds her business. She and when she shows up, she's showing up for mutants. So yeah. I, you know, I can get behind that. Uh, she, her real name is Lorna Dane. You know, she is the second female mutant to join the X Men, uh, after Jean. She was kind of brought in at the time, back I think in like 1968 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, she was brought in in X-Men 49, I think it was, and she, there was a, uh, Mesmero used this machine to like call new mutants uh, who were, had latent mutant powers and she got called there. She slipped on some ice by Iceman and uh, broke free of the, the mesmerism and then she found out that she had magnetic powers and they told her that she was Magneto's daughter. And I think um, they were kind of setting that up to be like the whole like, oh my gosh, this is Magneto's daughter thing. And she mm-hmm. was gonna be this bigger thing, but the X-Men at that time ended up getting canceled. Um, Shh,
1: the O5 curse. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> we've <laughs> talked about this <laughs> and the old five do seem to tend to get books canceled but <laughs> uh, she ended up uh, getting canceled and then when they brought the x-men back with in the claremont era uh she and actually let think a little bit before the claremont era she ended up being possessed by malice um iconic i do remember those days oh yeah she was possessed by malice and she during that time she kind of got to flex a little bit you saw her use her powers a lot more kind of because she mm-hmm. was possessed and she was the villain uh but she was able to break free from all of that her half-sister zaladane ended up capturing c- her the queen that's that's <laughs> I why i like want her. to come back I love Mr. <laughs> Zaladane. and they up coming back and taking her powers and then that kind of happened and she got her powers back. So in the in the beginning of the whole X-Men run during those formative years of the X-Men, she kind of mm-hmm. missed out on being involved in, you know, that Outback era and a lot of that Claremont yeah. stuff because she was possessed or she yeah. didn't, didn't have her powers. Um, and then when she joined X-Factor mm-hmm. after the 05 left and they kind of went back to the X-Men books in the 90s, mm-hmm. she took over and her havoc Quicksilver. Uh, I think it was Wolfsbane and Strong Guy they kind of took over for the X-Factor team and they became like a government team.
1: Okay. And, and mo- she... Multiple Man was
0: like that too, wasn't he? He was. Oh yeah, and Multiple Man. Okay. He was pretty cool in that book too. Uh shout out to Quicksilver. We want him back. We <laughs> We want him back. And in this book I think is when I actually learned, oh my gosh, I really love this character because okay. in X-Factor is when I read the entire series so as it started with the original five and then transitioned over to the other team i noticed that i really liked jean in that book because she was very uh herself she her her relationship with scott was there but it wasn't the only reason for her to be there and you actually got to see their relationship like he proposed to her and she turned him down (laughs) you got you got to see like the development of their relationship it wasn't just some thrown together thing yeah, um, But then I started to realize that the things that I liked in Jean were were always in Polaris all the time. Whereas Jean okay. kind of, like, her assertiveness and her kind of, I can kind of control my abilities, uh-huh. it, it wanes sometimes with her. Yeah. Um, and so. when it does wane, it ends up being filled with her her idealism and her empathy, which I love her mm-hmm. for. <laughs> which i know some people can get annoyed with but i love her for and uh Polaris she's kind of that all the time she joined X-Factor because she needed a check yeah. the issue opens with her saying hey i think i think it was either quicksilver or uh multiple actually it was multiple man who was like why are you even joining this team like what are you doing here and she was like not everyone has things handed to them. Like, I got to get paid. I got to pay my own rent, (laughs) you know, I got to do what I got to do. And at that time, X Factor was the government team that handled mutant affairs as far as like, you know, the brotherhood issues or whenever they would do things on, on American soil, quote unquote, or whenever they would do things out there that needed to get handled. X Factor was the team that got sent in to do that. And Lorna was the one who would kind of hold the team down. You know, and she was the one who would kind of speak up for mutant rights whenever things would happen. Uh her and Havoc went on this date to kind of work on their relationship, which I also appreciated because I am one that would rather see the relationship get worked on than just assume that they're together. And for Lorna and Havoc, he had already just cheated on her with Madeline Pryor. (laughs) So There was really no need for them to get back together, but I get, like, they tried to work it out, and ultimately, they didn't get back together, you know? Uh Lorna was like, I think we need to move on. It is, it was, that was a time, a season, let's move forward. And I appreciate that from her uh, relatable. And during during her time with X Factor, she also went and got, like, therapy, and she talked about how she wants to feel both, Sexy and like show her body off, but she also is still like getting comfortable with it and like I can kind of relate to some stuff like that. And I appreciated the fact that you know uh, Polaris talks about her powers with magnetism and how she struggles sometimes with both repelling people and wanting to be by herself and wanting to attract people towards her because she does like being around people. And, mm-hmm. You know, I relate so. Okay.
1: Polaris, <laughs> uh, Polaris. So I love
0: cool. her. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so like now she is currently an X Factor on Krakoa. You know, Krakoa is the the mutant nation. Yes. Uh, you know that everyone's. Uh, some people are up in arms about. I love. <laughs> I think it's a, a fantastic move for the X Men and mutants as a whole.
1: We'll we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. Later, <laughs> another time.
0: For real. um and currently she's on x factor and she isn't leading the team north star Mm -hmm. is and she was the one who kind of got the it was a choice it was obviously a choice because leia like she likes north star clearly which like Uh, fine i get and i am totally okay with polaris not leading that team that's fine okay because i'd rather her leave that book and go someplace else but uh i think She is a good... It's not that she's a bad fit for X Factor. It's that I feel like she's a little bit... She's too powerful to be on that team
1: for Mm -hmm. for
0: what they're kind of doing. Okay. Which is just like sleuthing around kind of like the Scooby-Doo Bunch. And I'd rather Mm -hmm. her not be in that. Uh, So yeah, currently she's on the X Factor team. I would like to relaunch her. (laughs) And (laughs) I would have her leading an Acolytes team. Mm. On like the Gracoan acolytes team, okay, and this team I think should be made up of a mixture of some X Men, some OG X Men, okay, um, some Brotherhood members, Exodus obviously because we love him, mm-hmm. and we love like, Exodus, <laughs> <laughs> and probably one of the like a like an Academy X kid like Mercury or something that'd be dope, yeah. And I think that that team should be. Kind of the team that goes out to kind of do what Wolverine did in that She-Hulk book, where there is a mutant out there who kind of you know
1: it's doesn't want to come people.
0: to Kakoa, but they kind of are attacking people or whatever you know. Mm-hmm. um Who and they like, go out and like stop that mutant, and they go out and kind of stop that. Yeah, so like okay, kind of like you know in remembering Hoxpox with Sabretooth, right? How he yeah. was the one that was out being. being unruly or whatever I feel like there should be a team that goes and handles that and does like you know mutant justice okay so that's where I would kind of put
1: I really appreciate that too and I think it goes it falls in line with a lot of those people who have kind of been complaining that they still you know they just feel like why would every mutant want to go to Krakoa exactly yeah you know what I'm saying like there should be more who are just like I don't want to do that I don't care because truly
0: Everybody, everybody should actually. be
1: able to go <laughs> yeah it's just kind of like especially a lot of the villains mm-hmm. you know i've i've been one of those people who say you know these villains came to Krokoa and they accepted it because like why do they need to fight the x-men anymore yeah. so many yeah. of the x-men's villains who are mutants basically just wanted mutant supremacy or they wanted mm-hmm. mutants to have a seat at the table and exactly. it's just like and so when Krakoa was formed it's kind of like oh this is what i've always wanted And I'm still getting like Celine, you know, she is getting to feed on people constantly. So it's like, why does she need to go out and be crazy if she can get exactly what she wants? I think you can get into it a little bit deeper because you have so many different personalities with the Mm -hmm. villains. It's like their egos. They probably feel like they should be on the council and stuff like that. But of course, all of that can come later. Right now, we're just here to live like I live right now. Yeah, we've we've opened it up. We've been fighting we want to stop, we got this space now. So it's like, here we are, but then again, all those people who didn't want to come, what are they doing? Who are they going to get them? How are we getting justice for them? And then it's like, even when you do get them, do you give them to the country of wherever that mutant was? Do you bring them back to Krakowa to make them face justice there? How do you kind of get into the logistics of that? Yeah. So I enjoy that. I think that would be such a dope book. I think
0: if the Marauders, are supposed to be out there rescuing mutants who can't make it to Krakoa. Mm -hmm. I think there should be a book for handling mutants who don't want to come to Krakoa, but are still out there doing whatever they're, some crazy shit, you know? And I think that'd be a dope book.
1: I really like that. Who is on the team with her?
0: I would have, oh, that's a good question. I would have Polaris, obviously. I'd have her lead it. Uh huh. I would have, you know what? I would have Exodus kind of be the, like, head of it, though. Okay. You know, like, he's, like, the council member that kind of sanctioned it. Okay. Whatever, like, him and, probably him and Magneto, but, like, mostly him kind of being the leader of that, Uh because I think he needs some more stuff to do. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> Orn, most definitely.
0: on Kakoa. Um, I would put... Mercury on the team because I think that would be a lot of fun. She's great. I think Nightcrawler would be dope on that team.
1: Okay, I I would really love to see Nightcrawler and Exodus interact.
0: Yeah, I would think the two of them interacting and the morality of what they're doing, I think would be great with him around. I think that he would bring some some interesting interactions Mm -hmm. there. Uh, Since Frenzy is now going to be in space, I, (laughs) I know, right, I thought about either putting colossus on that team okay this is kind of missing some strength you know mm-hmm. um but i don't know i have to think about it because i i do sometimes i make my teams in like rpg like uh so you
1: got you got your brawler you yeah no you got your, your bra- brawler yeah
0: okay. <laughs> oh yeah i think okay. about all that whole that whole like Team dynamic kind of thing.
1: Okay. Um, we're we're, we're going to come we'll back. We'll think about it. I, we'll think about it. A, when you get a full team, you're going to tell us about that.
0: For sure. I'll have to, mm-hmm. I'll let you know.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. I love that. That relaunch of Polaris. Polaris yeah. and the Acolytes. That's I'm why I would do her. I her. Get into it.
0: Polaris, y'all. Get into some, some of that old X Factor stuff was good. The all new X Factor with, Peter David was really good. That was really um, you good. You got some, right? a lot more of her. Uh, yeah, get into Lorna Dane. I love it. <laughs> another relaunch. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> All right, All y'all. Right. So,
0: yeah, that was it. That was that was
1: the show. The show. The another episode. relaunch. The first episode. I hope you Again. guys enjoyed it. Um, Tell okay. us what you think.
0: You can um, tweet us at another relaunch. Um, you can email us at another relaunch at
1: gmail.com.
0: You can, e- you can tweet me at at uncanny lz on twitter
1: instagram all that you can can add me at keenan lance with an underscore at the end on twitter and on instagram it is million dollar madman Ooh, nice Uh, (laughs) it's it's a reference to something we'll get into that later Um, (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah like again let us know what you guys think tell us talk to us we're ready we're here we got opinions we love to talk
0: yeah Let's do it, Mm -hmm. y'all. Another relaunch. Mm -hmm.
1: Bye. Bye.